Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 937 of the Juicebox Podcast. Jason has type 1 diabetes. He's an adult. He's having great success on Control IQ, but he doesn't really completely understand why. But you go over his settings, have conversations. He eventually sent me a note where I'm going to don't forget to read his note into the end. And he switched to Omnipod 5 and has having a great time. Uh, boom, boom, boom. What are we going to call this one? He's very amenable. Festivious. Call it festivious. While you're wondering why I'm calling it that, Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Save 35% off the most comfy sheets, towels, and sportswear, I guess, like joggers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That I've ever worn. CozyEarth.com. Go there, load up your cart, put in the offer code Juicebox at checkout, and you'll save 35% off your entire order. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by two devices that my daughter has been using forever. The first one, the Dexcom CGM. Right now, Arden's wearing the Dexcom G7, but you can get the G6 too at my link, Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. And Arden's used the Omnipod Dash right now, but this podcast episode, since it's sponsored by Omnipod, I'm going to tell you that you can get the Omnipod Dash or the Omnipod 5 at omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Use the devices that Arden's been using since she was a little tiny kid. Hi, my name is Jason. I'm 46 years old uh, and I was diagnosed type one three years ago. Three years ago when you were 43. Wow. Um, yes. Any, yes any reason to think you would have diabetes like a parent or someone else in your family has it? Um, I had a great uncle that had it, but other than that, no, no, no diabetes. Um, I've got one of those, I guess it was unusual, but now it's sounding more normal that it's the same kind of diagnosis that a lot of older people are getting. Mm-hmm. Um, in April 2013, I was diagnosed as type 2. I had a A1C of 8.1, and I had all the normal symptoms i was losing weight i was thirsty um was getting up to pee all the time at night four or five times at night and i went in and they said oh you're type two and And, um, they give you medication from there or what do they do yes they started me on metformin and then a month later my a1c was down to 5.4 uh i had started exercising and eating better and they took me off metformin. And then I think three months later, they put me back on metformin. Um, and somewhere in that six-year time span, they added insulin. I was taking Novolog. Mm-hmm. I was checking my blood sugar four times a day. And they got me a sliding scale that I still have a copy of, mm-hmm. I kept, of how much insulin to give at meals. Um, and then they put me on Invokana as well. Jason, you were misdiagnosed as a type 2 for six years? 
Mm-hmm. By, by a general practitioner? Um, I work for a city, and we have a city clinic. And I went in there, and they were the ones that tested me. And the, the doctor at the clinic actually said, you have one of the antibody markers, but you don't have two, so you're type two. Hmm. Uh-huh. You work for a city. That's the first time anybody's ever said it that way to me before. <laughs> yes, I work for a city. I'm a senior chemist at a wastewater treatment plant. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. Jason, you probably shouldn't have told me that. I have a lot of questions about water treatment. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to hear you say water. Yes, you did. <laughs> and it's going to happen again. So um, let me, I'll divert for just one second. The picture we all see online from New York City of a giant ball of fat in the sewer. Is that real? Yes. Okay. All right. So do you put enzymes in the water to break up the fat or how do you handle that? Well, I don't do any of that. I I work in the lab and they bring us samples and we test them and give them their data and then they go out and do whatever they do. But do they do like, how do you handle something like that? Like what, I guess, let me re-ask the question then based more on your, on your perspective. What are you looking for and why are you looking for it? Um, we're cleaning out the, the water that comes through the sewer so that we can clean it up enough to pump it back into a river. Okay. And what are you taking out of it? Like what, what, what happens when the, the population uses it, that it needs to be cleaned? And I know medications. I remember reading a story about, somewhere near oh, Wisconsin or Chicago or something where there was so much metformin in the water, it was starting to impact wildlife. And that they said was because the, the population was using so much that it was passing through in their waste. Is that kind of how that works? Uh, yeah. Wow. That's weird. It makes so much sense. And yes, and yet I don't think anyone would ever consider it. So you need to clean There's out. Also- Go ahead. They also can uh, find COVID in uh, wastewater and track it that way. You can tell how how much a, a virus is in a particular place. Is that, may I ask, Jason, does that come through the poo-poo or the pee-pee or both? Both. Both. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. And then we... It, it's one of the marvelous things about this country, isn't it? The, the way we can provide clean drinking water and, and, and usable water for people. It's, it's, it's a marvel of like society, I think. And I know and nobody b- thinks about it here. I wouldn't imagine, but this many people, this much, uh, the volume of water that must get used. I think it's, a, I think it's marvelous. Like that it works that way. I, I imagine it doesn't feel magical to you anymore, but it does. to me. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> you don't, you don't feel like you're involved in a, in an amazing process. I do. Just so you know, Jason, between you and I, I think what you're doing and the people you do it with, it's it's pretty amazing. So anyway, all right. Well, so you've done this your whole life or is this a, like, how do you apply uh, a chemistry degree? Uh, I've been doing it for 17 years. Wow. Um, I originally got a degree in environmental science and just wanted to help the environment and stumbled on this job. Nice. Well, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's definitely important work that, I don't think anybody pays attention to. So um, yeah. I do. 
I'm constantly amazed by it, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm very um, careful. Like, if I fill up a container to give, you know, my dog's water, and there's a little bit left in it, I will go out of my way to put it in a plant or somewhere. Like, I would never consider going back to the sink and just dumping it out again. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know why it strikes me that way. I don't know what someone said to me when I was younger, but I don't know. I, I think it's amazing. All right. Forget all that. They tell you you're okay. type, you're type two for six years. You're living on mm-hmm. metformin. Eventually, obviously you're not type two. So they have to start adding insulin. How do you, and then you have a doctor tell you, you have a marker for type one, but that still doesn't move it. So how do you end up figuring out you are? Uh, I joined the city clinic. I can't remember now if I was sick or had an injury, but I went in and he's like, Hey, we haven't done blood work in a while. Let's do, let's take, let's take some blood work and see how you're doing. Um, and so when they took my blood work, I was 7.1. Okay. And I was still losing weight. I was down to 160 pounds, I think. How much weight had you lost in total? Uh, over the six years, I'm five nine. I think I went from around two hundred to one hundred and sixty. Do you think one hundred and sixty is the correct weight for your frame, or were you too small? Oh, my wife was telling me I was too skinny. Okay, well, she just might be a chubby chaser, Jason. I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking about health wise, not your wife's proclivities. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, yeah. but you you felt undersized. Okay, so um, so you're you're wasting away, but slowly, and you're using enough insulin, I guess. To do you think it's Lada? Do you think it was a slow onset, or do you think you were like full on type one, and you were just using enough insulin to help yourself? I asked my CDE back in June, and she said, you know, I, I don't really know, but it doesn't really matter. You you're type one now and you need insulin now so your cd was de- your cd was deflecting jason <laughs> <laughs> well she didn't know all that whole backstory so she yeah. wasn't involved in that it, so. it reminds me of when cole was born and he came out and the doctor held him and i was going to cut the umbilical cord and there was a knot tied into the umbilical cord like tight and i pointed to the knot and I said, is this a problem? And he held Cole up an extra inch and went, apparently not. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's not a real answer to my question. So anyway, uh, okay. So once you figure out your type one, how does management switch? Uh, I started to go see an endo. Um, I saw an endo. And I guess November, and I walked out with a Libre. Um, and I went back. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, they put me on long-lasting and short-acting and MBI. Okay. And uh, they said, come back in January. I came back. And they're like, you should start thinking about getting a pump. Is that something you think you want to do? And I said, well, I've never really thought about it. And... Um, I said, sure, why not? Let's get a pump. And I started pumping in February of 2020. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit from a psychological perspective, what was it like to go into that office thinking you had type 2 diabetes and probably being like 
you know, the way people think about type two all the time is like, you know, lose weight, it'll get better. And you've lost a significant amount of weight to the point where you think there's something wrong with that. And it hasn't made an impact on it. So you have this thing, you believe, you're doing the things they tell you, it's getting worse, not better. And then someone just does the presto changeo on you and tells you that, no, it's not this, it's that. Is that hard to swallow? Or were you able to just roll with it? Well, I, I mean, I had never looked into type one. I didn't know a lot about it. I didn't know anything about it. It was kind of a shock. And what's funny is the 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 doctor was like, oh, this is good news. You have the good diabetes now. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. How can, I don't think any of them could be good. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's not a good version. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. In both, I told, I told, yeah. I told my dad that on the way home, I talked to him on the phone and he's a doctor. He's like, no, that type one is not the good version. Did your dad say you got the bad kind of a doctor? <laughs> I'm sure he was thinking that. What kind of physician is your father? Uh, he was an ob -GYN. Oh, okay. No kidding. Yeah, he was, uh, originally he was a naval doctor. And um, then he moved down to the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He was tired of he was tired of seeing men, stinky men. Jason, Jason, I gotta tell you something. That we can stop now if you want. He moved from the navel to the vagina. I'm good. I don't think it's gonna get better than that. You know what I mean, man? I, I was really proud of that, just so you're all aware. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> I'm sorry I cracked myself up. Um Okay, so so you um you leave with a Libre, you go to MDI. I love how they ask you, do you think you want to pump as if you have any idea what any of that means or, you know, like why not? You know what I mean, man? Like why wouldn't somebody say to you, hey, an insulin pump's an option. Here are some benefits of an insulin pump. What do you think about what I've just said? Instead of going, hey, do you want an insulin pump? I know you don't know what it is or what it does or any reason why you would want it, but it's now on you to decide. But you went with the yeah. idea, right? What's that? You did go with the idea. You decided to do it. Yeah. yeah. I said, sure, let's let's try it out. I mean. Jason, you're incredibly easy to get along with. Why is that? What part of the country are you from? Texas. Uh, like northern, southern, east, west? I grew up in South Texas, but now I'm in Dallas. Okay, you just you're very amenable through the story with it with not with me. You're very difficult <laughs> with me, Jason. But no, no, I'm just kidding. You're you're very you're very amenable, like in the conversation with the physician, and even earlier before when people aren't going to hear that we had some trouble technically getting set up. You um, you were on the side of like contrition during the thing, even though you weren't doing anything wrong. So it's, it's interesting, but, uh, so you start pumping, how long does it take for you or did you ever get things under control? Um, the interesting thing was I was the first patient in the office to start control IQ. Really? How long ago? Yeah. Uh, 2020, right before COVID, I snuck in an appointment before COVID started. So it really hit. And is that, did, is control IQ the thing that brought things around for you? Like, how were you doing prior to that? Um, you mean between my diagnosis and then? 
Well, between the time somebody handed you needles and said you have type one, and when you got a pump, how long was that time? Uh, that was from, uh, I'd say, November 1st to February 12th. I went from a 7.1 to a 6. Just on MDI. And then you moved to a pump very soon after, a few months after. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. Did the pump then make another, I would imagine, another adjustment to your outcomes? Um, I stayed on January, I was 6. April, I was 6.3. And then in August, I was 4.8. Um, I remember I was sitting on the field watching my kid practice soccer and I was looking at Facebook and I was in a diabetes uh, group and someone mentioned the Juice Fox podcast and I was like well I'm almost done with the podcast I'm listening to I don't have anything else to listen to I'll, I'll give the Juice Fox a try and see what that's about and now you realize was, you'll never get done with this because I make too much content you'll you won't be able to finish you keep me entertained at work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best. Oh, am I helping to support the cleaning of water? This makes me feel very good. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> How do you listen? The the liquid that you drink that comes out of the faucet, what do you call it? Water. Water. When I say it like that, am I saying what you're saying? Water. Does that sound I think like so. see it's hard to tell, isn't it? So when I say yeah. I hear you say water. Are you, are you hearing me say it correctly when I do that? Say it again. Water. That's normal. Okay. And when I say water, you hear like W-T-T-E-R. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> hey, when you're watching your son play soccer, are you thinking, I wish this kid was playing football or baseball? Be honest with me, Jason. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not. I don't want him to get a head injury and... I find baseball boring. That soccer ball could hurt, though. You get that whooped in your head. It's not good. I'm telling you. Maybe field hockey. Or that's for girls. Even that ball uh, ball's hard. Badminton. Nobody's getting hurt in badminton, I bet. Well, now he switched over to Taekwondo, so. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Good for him. All right. So you found the podcast. Did, did I mean, listen, I want to try to take <laughs> I'm going to take credit for your 4.801C if I can. But if I can't, like, how are you accomplishing that? Before listening to your podcast, nobody had ever mentioned pre-bowls. That's just check your blood sugar, give your insulin and start eating. What are you eating, Jason? What's your diet? I eat eat just a normal American diet. Uh, No restrictions. Get out of here. And so you're using yeah. you're using a fast-acting insulin in a pump. You have a CGM. Uh, you're using Control IQ, so you must have moved from Libre to Dexcom at some point. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So you have a Dexcom G6. You have Control IQ. You learned how to pre-bolus. And you have a sub-5A1C. And describe to me what an American diet is to you. Like, what are a handful of things you've eaten this week? Um, Let's see. Well, last night was just grilled chicken, corn on the cob, and a salad. But the night before, I made pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had tacos this week, spaghetti, um, 
we do a lot of grilling and smoking because you know we're in Texas. That's what we do. Of course. <laughs> but so dry you know, uh, with your with your smoking, those aren't wet rubs in Texas. They're dry rubs, right? Yeah, okay. salt and pepper, right? Mainly. But you're um, you're taking in carbs. Um, do you, oh yeah. Do you avoid processed foods completely? Um, I don't eat a whole lot of processed foods. I'll eat chips, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, I say no restrictions, but I don't really have a sweet tooth. I don't eat like cookies or candy or cakes. Okay. Um, but other than that, if, you know, something I want to eat, I'll eat it, you know, no Chinese problem. food. How, how many carbs do you think you take in in a day? Hmm. It's hard to say because I kind of quit counting carbs. I, I kind of do like you. I just look at a plate and I'm like, well, that's um, about that's probably much. 10 units of insulin. Wow. Why are you so good at this? Maybe you I do honestly, have, Jason, maybe you do have the good kind of diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, um, but seriously, why do you think you're doing like, I mean, I guess I should ask first, are you having a lot of lows? No, no, no. You don't have um, hours at a time where you're 65 and you don't do something about it. Nothing like that. No, no. Um, I actually, I actually looked at my clarity report before coming on here. Is you know the the endo wants the range set at 70 to 180. Um, so that's what I have the clarity set at, and I was 94 percent in range with like two percent low and 02 wow. percent very low. What's your high, what's your what was your percentage high and high means over one eighty in this scenario? But let me see if I can pull that up. Like, would you? Because I'm fascinated. High is two point seven percent. Very high is zero point two. Holy hell! What? Huh? My average glucose is one hundred nine. Coefficient twenty five point seven. Oh. Standard deviation twenty eight. Yeah, your deviation's pretty good. And everything's good. All right. So, uh, Jason, I mean, you're three years at this. Can you contextualize for me why you're having the outcomes you're having? I think um, I just stay proactive on it. Um, if I'm going to eat a high carb meal, I'll change my basal rate. I'll like double it from 0.75 to 1.5, and I'll leave it there for till it peaks and starts coming down. Um, you know, and I just make corrections if I get over my alarm is set for 140. So if I hear it, I start looking and do I need to make an adjustment? Do I, did I miss on my basil? Am I going to need more? Mm-hmm. So, so I just, you, I guess I just stay on top of it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You're, you're ahead of it. And if it tries to get ahead of you, you jump on top of it, push it back again. That's it. Yep. And learn that from you. Oh, well, I'm glad about that. But, you know, not everyone listens, Jason, which is why you're freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> in a very good way, don't get me wrong. Um, you're not a Cowboys fans, are you? Yes, we are. I don't know how we can but continue. But we're, we're, we're more college fans. Oh, perfect. Let's not mention the Cowboys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've learned growing up in Philadelphia that... Uh, Eagles fans believe that the Cowboys are their bitter rival, but the Cowboys don't feel that way about the Eagles. Is that true? Uh, you know, I think 
I don't know. Like I said, I'm not the hugest Cowboy fan. I know we don't like the Eagles. We think our people down here think the Eagles fans are awful. I'm an Eagles fan, Jason. What do you think? Well, I don't <laughs> you being awful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's perfect. Although, <clears throat> let me tell you a story that might change your mind. Then we're going to go back to your, your management. I just got nervous because I forget what story I told to highlight anyway. I guess we'll all find out together in a second. But first, Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. At my link, you can get the Omnipod Dash or the Omnipod 5. Now, all the Omnipods are tubeless. They're all delightful. They're all just that little thing you just put on. No tubing, nothing to be tethered to. No reason why you can't just jump like in the lake or in a pool or in your tub, right? You don't have to take it off first. Anyway, that's uh, maybe just the tiniest little bit of why we love the Omnipod at our house. But here's the thing. There's two Omnipods. You can get the Dash if you just want to make all the decisions yourself, like put in your settings. Then, you know, you're like, well, I'm going to put in this many carbs and, you know, my blood sugar is going up. I'll, I'll make an adjustment. It's going down. I'll make an adjustment. But if you get the Omnipod 5, when it's coupled with the Dexcom G6, you have an algorithm that's making insulin decisions for you. Yes, you still tell it, I'm going to have this many carbs, but then, man, it starts making decisions by itself. It's uh, pretty amazing. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. It's at least worth you checking out. Use the links, please. It helps support the podcast. You can type them in a browser or click on them in the show notes of your podcast player or at juiceboxpodcast.com. As long as you get to my link, you're supporting the show. Whether you're interested in Omnipod or ready to buy, omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Now, another link that please just treat exactly the same, dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Dexcom G6 and Dexcom G7, both available there. Arden's rocking the G7 right now. She loves it, but she wore the G6 for years and it was fantastic. So whatever you're looking for, whether it's a G6 or the G7, Head to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box to check it out. You're going to be able to see your blood sugar in real time. It's speed and direction. That's like, is it going up? Is it going down? Is it going up three points a minute, two points a minute? Is it 98? Next time it takes a reading, is it 110? Is it 70? It shows you right on your smartphone, Android or iPhone, or on the Dexcom receiver. I don't want to call it magical because I think I'm not allowed to, but it's amazing. And I love it. And if you came to my house and tried to take it, I'd get a stick and beat you back out the door. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. You can't have Arden's Dexcom. You can't have her Omnipod. But you can get your own. Use the links. Support the show. That was slick. When I was like, you can't have hers. Like, I set that whole thing up. Like, you can't come to my house and take my daughter's stuff. But you could get it. Anyway, I was pretty impressed with myself as I do those things on the fly and don't pre-write them. Uh, support the podcast, please, uh, by supporting the sponsors. I'm not saying go buy a Dexcom if you don't want one, but if you're going to get one, please use my links. Thank you so much. Let's get back to Jason and whatever horrible story I'm about to tell. I grew up being taught to, like, yell and scream at sporting events, right? I'm not, I'm not a big yeller and screamer anymore. And I can look back in hindsight and see that I, I don't, that 
you know, athletes are not people who you get to yell at just because they're, you know, being paid to play a game in front of you. However, when I was much younger, I don't know exactly how young, my early 20s maybe, we were at a Phillies game. And uh, a visiting team, I think it was the Cardinals, and I want to say that the guy was Lance Berkman. But hold on and let me check. Anyway, this guy was playing left field. Was it Lance Berkman? Yeah, I think it was. I apologize to Lance in, in advance if he ever hears this. I don't imagine he will. He, he had he had recently lost a lot of weight, and in honesty, looked terrific. He's coming out of left field. Uh, we're at the Phillies game, and so he's coming down the third baseline. I'm sitting on the third baseline, and you know sometimes at a sporting event for reasons that you can't figure out like just all the sound dies like nobody makes noise for a minute so it's Mm -hmm. dead silent and i yell lance lance and he looks up and i said you looked better fat and he (laughs) i don't know why i said that um again i was a young man and he like he looked up I feel bad telling this story, Jason. <laughs> um, he looked up like, oh, look, somebody's calling my name. I will wave. And as he was getting ready to gesture, I said what I said. And his hands and his head just went forward and he just slunk down into the dugout. And then an entire section of the stadium burst out into laughter as if the best thing that had ever happened just happened. And I, in the moment, was incredibly proud of myself. <laughs> And now, 30 years later, or however long ago it was now, actually, I might be dating myself. I have no idea when it was. It was the end of his career, I believe. Um, I feel I feel badly for doing that. Um, so are Phillies and Eagles fans bad people? All I can tell you for sure is that 300 people thought that Lance Berkman story was hilarious. So um, maybe <laughs> we are. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, Jason, I here's what I'll tell you about Philly. If you're walking down the street in Philadelphia when I was growing up and you tripped and you fell, everyone would laugh at you. And then they would all make sure you were okay and help you up. That's mm-hmm. that's how I think of Philadelphia. Like you're not okay. going to get you're not going to get away with anything, but no one's going to leave you behind. So there's something about sarcasm and picking at people you love that seems intrinsic to this area. I don't know why that is. Anyway, Lance Berkman's a perfectly fine guy, and I don't. I'm sure I was happy for his health changes. I, I I just thought of the first bizarre, hurtful thing that I could think of and blurted it out loud, and I couldn't begin to tell you why. Anyway, all right. What do you think, so, Jason? Am I a bad guy? No, no. no. <laughs> you think Lance Berkman would like me? <laughs> uh, I think uh, if he heard the story. If he even remembered it, he, he might think it's funny now looking back, but I don't, I don't know. Jason, I have to tell you, if he remembers that, it would be one of the proudest things I've ever accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I would go places and tell people anyway. Um, so you're using, I, I said, it's such a strange turn, but okay. So you're using insulin. You're on this control IQ. Are you consistently under five or was that just a fluke? Um, I, Looking back, five is the highest I've ever been. Um, 
in August, I was five, but we went on three vacations this summer. And I had COVID like two weeks before that appointment. So, Jason, this is a verified A1C from a lab, or this is like your app telling you this? No, this is from the CDE. I've, I've kept all those little stickers they print out when they do your A1C. Wow. And and for for your money, this is about understanding the timing of insulin and staying ahead of a rise and nothing else. Yeah. Are you... Are you maniacal about it? Like you would never let a high blood sugar go? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'd say maniacal, but you know, if it if it gets to one eighty, I'm pretty mad. I wasn't <laughs> proud of the word when I pulled it, Jason. Just so you know, I think my th- my internal thesaurus let me down. I was. <laughs> I think I was going to say fastidious, and then I thought that's not a word people use. I just pictured someone staring at their uh, app and just looking at it like with mean eyes, like, oh, I can't believe this. I'm going to do something about this right now. <laughs> well, I, I think I meant half of that, uh, but not the mean part, just the um, it just just the intensity of not letting it go. You know, fastidious was the right word. I, I shouldn't have been embarrassed that I knew that word. I should have just went with it. <laughs> It's a good word. Yeah. Okay. Um, weird spelling, by the way. But great word. F-A-S-T-I-D-I-O-U-S. Fastidious. It's a great word. means showing or demanding excessive delicacy or care. Um, I'm not a, I'm not embarrassed by my... But I actually, I dumbed myself down just then, Jason. I don't usually do that. Why did I do that? Is it because you're from Texas? I'll figure it out. I was like, I don't. I was like, I don't want to be using fancy words while we're talking about Texas and barbecue and yelling at Lance. Hey, we know fancy words too. Hey, how bizarre is it that I'm the guy who yelled, "You looked better fat at Lance Berkman," but I, but I knew and used fastidious in a sense. I'm a paradox, Jason. (laughs) We're not gonna. People know what paradox is, right? I don't have to define that. We're good. Um, So we got that. Yeah. So. I, what made you want to come on the podcast? Uh, you know, I, I guess just to share my story. Um, uh, I don't know. I think every podcast has got something valuable. And then I thought maybe I could add something to it. Um, my goal was to come on after I was diabetic for a year, but then I waited around. And then once you do schedule it, it's pushed out so far. <laughs> I'm amazed every day when there's somebody on the line when I push the button, Jason. I'm like, this person signed up to do this six months ago. I had a lady sign up the other day. It's September 2022 right now. And I got an email that said that this person just chose August 23rd, 2023 as their recording date. Wow. Almost a year. Yeah. And And I was like, huh. And then I'll record with them and I'll put, it'll take me six months to put it up. Yep. But, but. I tell that story because it makes the it makes the advertisers very comfortable because they know there's content. So you were going to do it under, after a year, then you sat on the idea for a little bit, and then by the time you did it, it takes as long as it does to get on. Do you think you've learned anything in that time? Like how much different are you as a person with diabetes right now than you would have been two years ago, for example? Um, I think I've gotten better at, you know, uh, 
figuring out doses for meals for sure. Like, you know, you kind of eat the same things over and over again and you can look at it and say, well, six units wasn't enough last time. Let's try seven. Yeah. Or seven was too much last time. Let's try backing it down a little bit and see what happens. Are you incredibly active? No, no. I think my activity is probably yard work and that's about it. <laughs> no kidding. Did you put a bunch of, did you put much of that weight on after you were diagnosed uh, correctly? Put it back. Uh, I've come back to 180 and I'm just kind of hovering right at 180. So you're probably at a very healthy weight right now for your size in your mind. Yeah. yeah. Your wife happy I again? Could probably, I could I could probably lose five or 10 pounds, but okay. You know. Is your wife happy again? I know she wants something to grab on, so. <laughs> yeah, she's happy. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> Is that how you measure your marriage, whether or not she makes you leave? <laughs> That's how I measure um, mine, Jason. That's why I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh I don't, I'm, I'm amused by the idea of your wife being like, why don't you put some weight back on? Get that thing shaken for me again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also uh, amused by the idea of saying it to you because it seems so out of character for you that I feel like it makes you uncomfortable. I think my Lance Berkman thing's coming back, Jason. I'll have to stop that. Um, so, okay, so you're back at a good weight. You, I, there's nothing, Jason, I can't tell you. Like, this is crazy. Like, you don't have... You're not incredibly active. You're you're swagging your meals by going, I think it's about this much insulin. You are eating repetitively, so you're learning and getting better and better and better. I mean, you're past the age where I imagine you'd be having any weird hormonal shifts, so you're not seeing an impact there. You're not a woman. You're not having a menstrual cycle. Like, nothing like that's happening. It almost feels like this is as easy for you as someone could hope for. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I feel bad for the kids who have it and who go through puberty and they're fighting all those changes. And, you know, it seems like it's a lot rougher. And for me, it just, I don't, it's just another thing you do during the day. So, yeah, it's really, it's super interesting. And so uh, what about like, I don't know, are you, do you take any supplements? Do you, like, I'm trying to figure out something you might be doing that other people aren't doing that we wouldn't maybe initially attached to this. No. I don't take any other medicine except uh, insulin. No kidding. Um, I don't know what to say even. Are you, what, what's your, um, what's your like lineage? What's your background? Um, Western European mutt. That's it. <laughs> Got it. English, Irish, Swedish. So you even have a blend of European in you that's that leans towards people who I see. How about other autoimmune? Is there? Uh, do you have any other autoimmune issues? Do your kids? Do your family members? Mm -mm. No, no, not as not as far as I know. No one's ever said anything about thyroid or celiac or Hashimoto or Jason. You're a unicorn. Bipolar or anything. You're a unicorn, Jason. <laughs> Very interesting. I don't know about that. You don't okay. know about that? How many, you have kids. How many kids? I have one kid. He's seven. He'll be eight in December. Are you thinking of more or is one where we're stopping? Uh, one and done. 
I agree with this, yeah. by the way, Jason. Yeah. I mean, you've run the risk of him being like a snotty little brat when he's older, but you can knock that out of him in, in his early 20s, probably. Um, but but um, <laughs> but I, uh, oh, smart. Because also college, very expensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we, we went through a lot of IVF to get the one. and Oh, oh, we, I see. We tried a couple times after, and it just didn't never take, so. Interesting. So while you were... Ooh, he's seven. Mm-hmm. So you were trying to have a baby while you had diabetes. Yes. Wasn't did you ever wonder if that was the cause? Like, were you ever concerned? And did you look into it from your perspective versus hers? Oh no, it was all her. Jason, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was very direct. You're like, no, no, I was everything sperm perfect. It was, uh, and, and, and so, well, that's tough. So your wife went through a lot then to have your, your son. Yes. It yeah. was very emotional, very rough on us, I on imagine. her in particular. Yeah. Yeah. No, I imagine it's terrible. I'm sorry that she had to go through that. I'm glad it worked out for you. And I understand why you wouldn't be up for it again. So you, uh, you're your own condom, basically, Jason, you don't even have to worry about it. You, you know, it's going to happen, right? Like you'll be 52 and she'll come into the room and be like, uh, I'm, pregnant you're gonna be like no 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 (laughs) she'll think that would be well that would be something else (laughs) yeah you gotta be careful jason are you being careful uh (laughs) that's a no i'm gonna take that as a no jason okay (laughs) it's it's there's an issue with tubes and stuff so uh it's it's not possible you really okay it really it can't happen all right right all right Listen, if it ever happens, please call me back. Please be like, <laughs> so Scott, listen, we went to a wedding. <laughs> then after the wedding, we went home, acted like kids for a couple of hours. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't because you, you ever heard of people like I know this is not the same thing, but people have had like their. um Oh, I can't think of the name. A vasectomy. I almost said their ball. Yeah. I almost said their balls clipped, but a vas- <laughs> vasectomy. And then they. You'll hear about it like it going back or something. And I've, then, I've heard those stories before. Yeah. Terrible stories. Jason, they're terrible. Like a horror movie. <laughs> Seriously. Um, wow. All right. Well, listen, let's, I mean, is there anything you want to talk about that I don't know to bring up? Cause I'm baffled by you. I don't even, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure where to go with this. Uh, yeah, I was kind of wondering if we would go anywhere with it because I I didn't know what how how this conversation was going to go. Yeah, you're um, yeah you're flipping me out. So like um, it's I I mean I guess tell me a little bit about you know what let me let me dig for a second. So you're hundred eight okay. you're hundred eighty pounds. You're in your you're in your forties. Um, what's your basal set at? Um, well, I just. I heard. I just listened to your um, Omnipod series, and I heard that your basil should be forty to fifty percent. And I'm using less basil than that, but uh, I bumped it to point nine. Well, that's on Omnipod five. Omnipod five, when you're first setting it up, is desirous of your basal bolus being pretty balanced. It it makes the learning process smoother. Um, and I th- and you know, to dig into that a little more, I think people often get to the right, the right result the wrong way, 
meaning mm-hmm. maybe their basil is very low and they're over bolusing food and, and corrections to stay above it or their basil is too high and they're eating to feed the basil, like that kind of stuff. Um, and so not that it's some sort of rule that it's 50-50, but for reasons that are explained in the Omnipod 5 episodes, which people should feel free to go try, um, they uh, when you're starting Omnipod 5, having your settings near 50 50 is advantageous so but where were you at tell me i'm sorry you were at 0.75 an hour and you moved it to 0.9 mm-hmm. did you then change your carb ratio or your correction factor or anything like that no i didn't so you got stronger with your basil but didn't change insulin to carb or your correction factor and you're not getting low correct you're just keeping so where do you sit stable away from food and boluses? Mm, 100, 110, usually. Okay. And and the point nine is the 100, 110? Where were, you, where were you sitting prior to that? And were you seeing control IQ? Was it consistently giving you insulin? And now you've made um, up for that with the basil? Control IQ generally has taken away my basil. Even though I had it set at 0.75, a lot of times it would look like it was at 0.3 an hour. Then why did you move it to point nine? I don't know. I listen to you. <laughs> just like ah, oh, slide the, just just you might be like just like dumb luck in this this diabetes thing. Who knows? But um, well, I've, I've I've gotten no advice from my CDE. They don't they don't they never look at my settings. They never tell me to adjust anything. They're just like, hey, you're doing great. Um, do you need any prescriptions? How's the family? What's going on in your life? House the family. I heard that kid stop playing soccer. God bless. Um, <laughs> soccer cannot be a sport people love in Texas. Am I right? Uh, there's a lot of soccer players. I mean, I played for eight years. Did you? When I was a kid. Oh no, kidding. Oh, then I'm misinformed. I think of um, I think of Texas as a place where everybody plays football in high school and everyone lives and dies with it. But that might be because I watched that TV show. Oh God! Now I'm realizing. Friday, Friday, night, Friday night Lights, which I did enjoy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the movie, though. Nah, who cares? All right, so, so, all right, what's your, all right, so what's your correction, your insulin to carb ratio for for meals? Oh gosh, let me look. I don't even know. Um, let's see. My correction is 1 to 54. My carb ratio is 1 to 10. 1 to 10. One unit moves you 54 points. 0.9 basil. Hold on a second. Um, do you find that to be right? Do you ever go out of automation and try your settings to see if they work? No, I've never done that, no. Interesting. But you notice that it's taking basil away most of the time? Yeah. Do you eat frequently throughout the day? No, just three meals a day. You're a three-meal person. So mm-hmm. so you bolus your meal, and is that when you see it take basil away, or is it taking basil away even overnight? Or Yeah, it'll take it away overnight. Um because the way control IQ works 
it is it is utilizing the basal rate that you put in there. So whatever you tell it, it's deciding I'll take some of this away, I'll leave it where he put it, or I'll add to it. Uh-huh. And you were at 0.7, and it's taking it away. You made it 0.9, it's still taking it away. Is there ever any time on your graph where you're actually using the 0.9? Um, yeah, right now I am. You are right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there's part of me that wonders if your basal, like I, I see you're trying to get lower like stability. Like I did you consider making the the correction factor stronger instead of the basal stronger? Have you ever tried that? Uh no, but now that you mention it, I probably will give that a shot. <laughs> Again, Jason, <laughs> you're very amenable. And so uh, so let's tell people for real quickly, uh, uh nothing you hear on the juice box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. I'm just talking out loud. So like if so did moving your basal up lower your the place where you sit stable or no? It would I don't think it did. That's what I'm asking. No, it's it's still it's still the one hundred one ten. Yeah, pretty much. So my thought is because you're not spiking at meals, right? I mean everybody goes up. I go up. I mean sometimes let's see lunch yesterday I hit one eighty two. Okay. How long? For how long until you were back down again? And did you have to correct it yourself? Um, yeah, I did add some corrections. That was, I think that was fat and protein, though, because the rise came later, a good while later. All right, we, we, we don't want to count that. And, and I know everybody's blood sugar goes up when they eat, but for the most part, it sounds like you're more of a 140 person. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I'm comfortable with. Um, not that you care what I think. But so... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I don't put the basil back to where it was and try making your sensitivity, would you say it was 1 to 54? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, move it to, like, I don't know. I'm just, I you know, where would you move it to? 52? I don't know. I've never moved it before. <laughs> yeah, I I might just move it a couple points and see what happens. Like, make it 52 and see okay. and see if that starts bringing down that that stability and if it does then keep nudging it one at a time until you get to where you want to be and and pay attention to what the algorithm's doing with the basal like the in a perfect scenario that you have chosen a basal amount that the algorithm does not need to frequently take away from or add to Okay. That would be an indication that it's 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 well set, and then um, you're giving the algorithm the ability to be more aggressive by making the the sensitivity stronger. And you know, the lower the number, the stronger the number, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and then I mean, I'd I'd make very small adjustments to that to see what happens, and then if you start. And then see if that doesn't also impact your meals. And then if it, well, that's amazing though, Jason, like you're, so you might be, so you can't really over basil though, because you have an algorithm. So, right. so you're, where are you? How are you fixing? I think you need less insulin than you think you do. 
what's your total daily insulin? Can you pull that up? Uh, I'm going to get a calculator while you do that. By get a calculator, I mean I'm going to open up an app on my computer that's a calculator. <laughs> the lady that left the review the other day that said my interviews don't have enough diabetes in it. She's going to love this. And also, this is for her. Jason, cover yours. There. Okay. Now, um, he just talked to her about being a stripper. It was interesting. Okay. Uh, Jason cleans. Wait, hold on. Water, water. Jason cleans water, which is, I can't say it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, all right, go ahead. Get your total daily insulin. Making some notes here. Where was that average one? That's what I wanted to look at. Uh, it's usually about 30, 35 a day. 30 to 35. On you... a 30 day average, 35. Point six one units a day. All right. So we're going to go with 35 and then tell me this, you eat about three meals a day. What's your total bolus a day? Meal bolus average. Does it show you that? It should, right? Uh, 23. All right. So then Jason, we have, as OJ said, when he was running uh, up the highway, a problem because think about <laughs> this. Okay. Um, if your total if your total daily insulin is thirty five, and mm -hmm. your average meal insulin is twenty three, that means thirty five minus twenty three is twelve. Okay, and if you mm -hmm. divide that by twenty four, that means your basal is a would be about point five an hour, and you were at point seven, and it was taking mm -hmm. it away. So I would write all my settings down, first of all, Jason, because I don't want to mess you yeah. up, right? But right. I would wonder if you made your basal, first of all, 0.5 an hour, I don't expect you would notice any difference in your care at all. You're just none. And then from there, how much of the of the rest of the insulin so your meal insulin is about 23. What about correction insulin? Can you see your corrections? Um, I just exited that screen. Correction yeah. would... Good. Where did it go? It says 0 0.15. So I guess that's the correction bolus that control IQ is giving me. Well, then let's think of it this way. How frequently do you go into the pump and add insulin? Mm, once a day, maybe. Okay. Twice. To the tune of a couple of units? Uh, not even? It might be 0. 0.5 or 1. Okay. So pretty, not a lot. Not a lot of corrections going on. Um, yeah. I think I would probably make your basal 0. 0.5 an hour. And then watch it for six hours. I'm ama I'm assuming you're not going to see anything change because the algorithm has been taking your basal away to begin with. And then I would probably, I would probably give you a little more insulin sensitivity power and see if that doesn't make your stability uh, lower. 
That would be kind of okay. my, my first step there. And not by a lot, like not 54 to, you know, 44, nothing like that. I might go 54 to 52, watch it for a few hours, see what happens. Um, you know, if you notice a little bit of a decrease, then I'd, I'd ride it for a little bit to see if it's, you know, consistent. And then if it is, make a decision if it, you know, 51 would be better. Um, but you think one unit moves you 54? Does one unit move? Yeah, you, does one unit move you fifty four? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're always in but, automation, right? So you're not sure. Yeah. You know, as we're talking through all this and working through all this, I should tell you that um, Tuesday I just got approved for Omnipod Five. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's listen. That's good because you're very. If you're going to try it, you're you're very consistent with the thirty five. Um, units a day as your total daily insulin omnipod five cares a lot about total daily insulin and so if you do 35 i'm just going to split it in half 17 and a half divided by 24 ah that'll put your basal at 0.7 so if you do start omnipod five i would tell it I would, first of all, figure out what your insulin sensitivity is right now. You can get that straight. Um, but if your total daily insulin is about 35, when you set up Omnipod 5, I would tell it that your basal is 0.7 an hour. Okay. And that'll that'll be at 50-50. That gives it the best chance to to do its thing. Um, but I, I think there's no harm in figuring out this other stuff for you because I think that it's possible that once you go down to maybe around 0.5 an hour for basal – and get your insulin sensitivity straight, you'd probably be able to shut off control IQ and sit in manual mode and be pretty stable. And then the only thing left to do if that's the case would be to look at your insulin to carb ratio and see if there's any any space in that at all, one way or the other. Because you you know you okay. want you want to spike as little as possible without ever experiencing a low later. So you know, like I just made we just changed Arden's insulin to carb ratio last night from like it's gotten weaker uh, since she's gone off the birth control pills, which I haven't talked about on the show yet. But um, I think we took it from like 5.5 to 5.3 last night, like moved it very, very just a little bit because I was noticing her. I was noticing the algorithm. She's looping at this point. And I was noticing the algorithm working too hard after her meals. So I was like, let me get some of the insulin out of the, you know, out of the hands of the algorithm and into the um, carb ratio. Yeah, I, dude, I would do that. I would try it. Then I would try it in manual and see if you stay stable and, and that's it. But then, I, and the other thing is I'd write all this down because if it gets wonky, you can always just put your settings back and say, oh, the thing the guy said didn't work. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. That sound, does that all make sense, or have I been unclear about anything? No, it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Cool. I mean, I've just never had anyone really talk to me about it and walk me through it. Well, I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's interesting to do, and I think it's, I think it's um, necessary, especially moving forward, where more and more people are going to use Control IQ and Omnipod Five and the whatever Medtronic puts out next. <clears throat> um, People are going to be using them, and 
it's not a fear of mine, but it's a concern of mine that we're going to get farther and farther away from people who actually understand their insulin and they're leaning on the algorithm so hard that they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, like you're such an interesting story because you have an A1C around five and other than the things you do, which are amazing, you know, pre-bolus, stay on top of high blood sugars, which is a lot of it. You don't really know why you're having the success you're having. The algorithm's doing it for you. Yeah, the algorithm's doing it, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't, um, why are you switching pumps if you're having such good success with Control IQ? Uh, you know, I was just, because the Omnipod 5 learns and Control IQ doesn't learn. And honestly, when I reached out to Omnipod, I was just trying to see if, A, if I was eligible for it. Mm-hmm. And I never talked to anybody. I finally got a phone call on Tuesday. They're like, hey, we got it together. We're ready to ship it to you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that fast, huh? Yeah. I, you know, I always thought that what from what I've heard, you have to be on a pump for four years. But I haven't been on a pump for four years you know, until the warranty ends up expiring. I believe if you listen to my ads for Omnipod 5, you will hear me say something like, hold on, let me pull up my ad reads. Um Omnipod five. <clears throat> yes, I I read a line that says this. I'm sorry for all of you who you know, I, sometimes I make it up, but you know, Omnipod five is also available through the pharmacy, which means you can get started without the four year durable medical equipment contract that comes with most insulin pumps, even if you're currently in warranty with another system. So that's something I say during the ad. So that's why you were able to switch. Is my guess. Mm. Hey, for legal reasons, just to cover my butt here, Jason, can you just let me say something real quick? Uh, sure. For full safety and risk information, a list of compatible phones as well as clinical trial claims data on Omnipod uh, 5, you can go to omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Even though this isn't an ad, I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing it wrong by anybody. So there's my, uh, <laughs> there's my legalese. Um, okay. Well, okay. So. How are we going to figure out, you got to email me in a couple of days and tell me if this worked and I'll add like a little, like I'll add your email to the end of the episode. Okay. Would you do that? Uh, so as soon as I, or when I get it and I've used it for a little while and let you know how it's going. Well, no, I was thinking about the changes to the control IQ. I'd love to just uh, know okay. how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Would I you? Email you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I would really appreciate that just because. I'd love to either, you know, I'd love for there to be a gap here and some music play and then people hear me go, all right, Jason wrote in. He's like, hey, your settings messed me up completely. Or, you know, like this worked or that didn't or I ended up doing this or that. Like, I'd love to hear the end of it. So and your episode's not going to go up for a while. So if you have an answer in a few days to a week or so, I'd love to know what it is. Sure, sure. I'll do that. For Thank sure. you. I really appreciate it. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, man. Now I can't really think of anything. I think we've covered it. Thank you. I think we've we've done a good job here. I I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on and sharing. And um, I mean, it's it's funny because I think that people could listen to this and think Jason's just like lucking into this. It just works. But what I hear is algorithms are really valuable and so much so that you're living a fairly unencumbered life 
with an amazing A1C. Like, to me, you're the holy grail of this conversation. Like, this is because what I think is if you weren't great about pre bolusing, obviously your A1C would be higher. You'd have more spikes, they'd last longer, et cetera. But I mean, how much worse could it get? You're at a 5A1C or lower. You could, you know, I don't know, like, can, I don't know. There are going to be people who don't know how to do any of this who still might end up with sixes, mid sixes or seven A1Cs for somebody who previously could have very well been in the nines or the tens. It, it's an astonishing improvement for someone's health. Um, and I think you're proving it out by your story um, that they can be valuable for anybody. And if you're willing to put in extra work like you're doing, which by the way, I mean, how much, it's not that much extra work. I don't imagine. Right. Pre-bolusing, et cetera. No, no. I mean, you just glance down at your screen, look and take 30 seconds to think about something. Like even that. Jason, you've got the attitude that I think would make Jenny very happy and you're making me happy. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Because, you know, it's so easy to hear. I heard somebody talking about the other day, like I have trouble. This, this person said, I have trouble hearing the beeping and willing myself to do something about it. And you don't, that that's not you at all. Is it? No, you, you've got to be willing to do something about it. I mean, if it's beeping, it's beeping for a reason. Either you can't ignore it. You have to fix it. Yeah. What is it about your personality do you think that leads you to that? I guess that's just how I'm wired. Yeah. There's no there's no answer to these questions. It, it's they're fascinating to hear spoken out and talked through. But I because I agree with you. I hear the beeping and I think we'll do something now and then we won't have to worry about it later. But a lot of people hear it and go, Oh, I'll get to it. And then their blood sugar goes 130, 140, 150, 180. And then they're like, oh, I can't believe this. My blood sugar is a mess. And they make a big bolus. They get low later. Then they're upset about that. And all I can think is you could have just done something three hours ago that would have required such a small amount of insulin. That there's no way you would have gotten low afterwards. And you wouldn't have this higher blood sugar. And that just makes sense to me. And I understand it doesn't make sense to everybody or that everybody is not wired the same way. But I do like them hearing that. If they were more, um, I don't want to say proactive, although I guess that's I right. was going to say proactive. Yeah. That was the yeah. word in my head. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's it, right? If you're more proactive, it takes less time and comes with less hassle than putting it off and then having to deal with it later. And I guess if that it's means... Easier to fix, it's easier to fix a 140 than it is to fix a 180 or a 200. Jason, you really believe in the stuff I say on this podcast, and it's working for you. I do. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, it really, it's validating for me. So thank you. I will say, though, that if you're at Disneyland or Disney World chasing around a seven-year-old, you probably don't need a pre-bolus. <laughs> right, right. Well, so, fact, you, oh, so that's a good point. A bag of Skittles. <laughs> Are your variables very similar every day? Yeah, usually. Okay. So when you... Uh, so interesting. So you go over to Disney, your blood sugar start to fall. Yeah, we walked twelve miles in that one day. We were there from when the gates open, and we left at like ten thirty at night. How did you handle it with your blood sugars? Just were you just kind of offsetting with candy? Skittles. Skittles. One Skittle equals one carb. So were you on control IQ? Did you, con- 
did you consider going to exercise mode? You know, that thought didn't cross my mind. <laughs> Jason, if I'm not with you, you're lost. I, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to come down there, get in your pocket. And we're going to talk some more. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be interested. Like, I don't, not interested enough for you to spend countless thousands of dollars to go back to Disney again. But, um, if, if you're in a situation like that, again, I'd be super interested if exercise mode would have helped you. Well, we went skiing a couple of years ago, and I did use exercise mode for that. And like that worked out pretty well. Interesting. That's great. Well, listen, man, you're doing terrific. I, nobody needs to tell you anything. So, um, but but if you do, if you, and please don't feel any pressure, but if you do make little bump around changes, I'd love to hear how they went. I will. I promise. I appreciate that. Hey, keep cleaning the water. I will. Such a big deal. <laughs> they, they, Jason, the hallmark of a great society is, is functioning sewer and the delivery of clean water. It, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it's, it's the basis of everything. It really is. Well, I'll tell you something that, that you've probably never thought of and your listeners probably have never thought of. If you live on a river, trace that river up to another town and think, those people have already drank this water and pissed it out, and now we're drinking it. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the first time my kids said something about that the toilet goes somewhere different than the sink. And I said, no, no it doesn't. <laughs> I said, there's, there's one pipe in the bathroom in the basement. It all goes down into that pipe. And they were just, mm -hmm. like, frozen. They're like, what? I mean, seriously, like, what a... What an accomplishment to take wastewater and turn it into drinkable water. It's an, it's a, it's a massive, it's a massive accomplishment of, of humanity. It really is. What, what's the, um, is there a river somewhere in China? Hold on a second. Where they make blue jeans nearby and the river runs blue. You ever seen that? Let me see if I'm making that up or not. I, I've not heard that. I wouldn't be surprised, but um, I'm not up on my Chinese news. <laughs> why? Why, Jason? Are you busy with that, having a kid and everything? And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so these stories are mostly from like ten years ago. So, but yeah, I guess you can like from from space taking a photo, you can actually see the darkness, the blue that comes down this river into a body of water. Is that an actuary when that happens? Look at me. Estuary? Estuary. Very good, Jason. You were paying attention in college. <laughs> Sometimes. Wait, I was saying an actuary is somebody who, like, deals with, like, managing in risk sure. and uncertainty. and un <laughs> Listen, nobody listening knew but you. <laughs> Estuary, the tidal mouth of a large river where the tide meets the stream. All right. Well, everybody can go look that up on their own, Jason. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it very much. Um, you, you well, thank you for having me on. I, I enjoyed it. It's my pleasure. It really was. I want to thank Jason for coming on and sharing his story. I want to thank Jason for coming on and sharing his story, and I want to thank Omnipod and Dexcom for sponsoring the episode. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox and Omnipod.com 
forward slash juicebox. Go get yourself a Dexcom G7, a Dexcom G6, an Omnipod 5, or an Omnipod Dash. Get your gear. You know what I say? Glow up. Is that what the kids call it? Glow up your gear game. Dexcom and Omnipod. Thank you so much for listening. If you hang on for a minute, I'm going to read Jason's email for you. Don't forget to uh, check out the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. And don't judge all Philly fans by me. All right, talk about transparency and honesty. Let me read you Jason's email. There's two emails, actually. The first one said, hey, Scott, I tried making the adjustments to my 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 T-slim that you suggested, uh, but they didn't really work out for me. The new basal rates wouldn't hold me steady, and I would just continue to creep up. But thank you for the suggestions. I started the Omnipod 5 last Thursday. So far, uh, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on. Omnipod trainer. They changed his basal rates, blah, blah, blah. And here's the follow-up. This is... uh, This is a few months after that email I just read you. Sorry, while I was counting months in my head. Jason says again, Hey Scott, Friday I went to the endo to get my first A1C since being on Omnipod 5, and it was 5.2 with a standard deviation of 27 and 93% in range. I mean, let's go. Up from 5 on the T-Slim, but the time period was over Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays and a week-long trip, so I'm not disappointed. We made a few adjustments at this past, uh, we made a few adjustments this past weekend. Overall, I'm pretty happy with it. The lack of tubing, not having to take it off for showering, and not having to change it. Thank you for everything you do. All right. That's uh, that's it. I'm done. I have to be honest with you. I am tired, and uh, I got to stop. So I hope you're enjoying the podcast. It's late at night here where I'm doing these ads and the bumpers and everything. And uh, Scotty got to sleep. I'll talk to you tomorrow.